0: Hey, Chris.
1: Hey, what's up, Johnny, man?
0: Hey, nothing much. Uh, what do you think we should do this show on?
1: I don't know. I was racking my brain about it, um, trying to look up some cool, interesting things in history, but that had that, you know, weird twist to it, um, and I couldn't think of anything, really. Do you have anything?
0: I was thinking, hey, hey, do you hear that? What is, what is that? Oh, whoa. What? Is that a person? Oh, oh, Chris, nobody guy? can see this. Who that's, is it? That? That's an old man.
1: This is not right, man. This is not right.
0: Hey, sir, who, who are you? It's me. H.G. Wells. No way. What? No way. It's true. I've oh come through time to tell you cool. you should do a Podcast. You know what a podcast is?
1: How is that even possible?
0: I'm H.G. Wells, you idiots. That's how. Now do a podcast on time travel.
1: Time travel. That's actually a really good idea, H.G. Wells.
0: You're welcome. And talk about me (laughs) some. I gotta go. Wait. Whoa. wait, 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 H.G. Wells, I, so I want lottery questions. numbers,
1: give me the lottery numbers
0: Who won the World Series in 1983? Oh,
1: God, that was insane, did we, did we really just experience that?
0: I, he could have just called, I mean he didn't say a lot <laughs>
1: <laughs> No kidding, right? We, uh, hey, But it's a good idea, it's actually a good idea for a show
0: I agree, so you know what, we should do that Let's do it Now, do you know anything about H.G. Wells besides the fact that he's old and can travel through time now?
1: I read, I, I've I read the book Time Machine, um, and I do know a little bit about him.
0: Oh, please enlighten me.
1: Herbert George Wells, born September 21st, 1866, known primarily as H.G. Wells, was a prolific English writer in many genres, including the novel, history, politics, and social commentary. Actually, you know what? Let me just tell you what I know for sure. Um, I okay. actually re- I read his book The Time Machine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Red War of the Worlds. Uh, oh yeah, Island of Doctor Moreau. War of the Worlds is one of my favorite. Oh, it's books. amazing. It's a yeah. great book. Um, but yeah, I know a lot. a lot about the, the guy. He was very heavily, uh, heavily outspoken in socialism um, politics. Um, a lot of his books that he wrote, uh, including Time Machine, uh, was actual social commentary on like what life was like at the time with the rich and the poor. Um, if you remember, do you, you've read the book Time uh, the Time Machine?
0: Yeah, I've read a lot of his books. I've read The Time Machine and War of the Worlds, and I think I remember, remember reading The Invisible Man. And I know a lot of times back then, that's how a lot of people got their views across, was through their books and novels and stuff.
1: Exactly, or else they were uh, ridiculed. Um, but yeah. yeah... He's
0: he's considered... Uh, I mean, I read many times that he was like the father of science fiction, even. So he's a pretty major character.
1: Oh, yeah. A lot of his ideas, a lot of the things he came up with in his books and he wrote about... Um, at least it was enough to spark the interest of people that were in sciences, kids that grew up reading that stuff and and then went into the fields of science and it helped them um, realize those things. It's almost like he predicted things in the future. But, um, and I've always thought it was kind of cute, cool because like the time machine, the book itself, uh, the time traveler doesn't have a name. So a lot of people used to speculate that it was actually HG Wells and, when you start thinking about all the things he predicted uh, in his book, in his books, it kinda you kind of question. You got to question: Did he maybe have some way of t- uh, traveling through time? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I mean I, researching this this man, and I mean I obviously knew him because of the War of the Worlds, mm-hmm. but he is his work is fascinating. Just the stuff that they said that he had like some sort of. Uh, you know, sometimes you can get lucky and you can guess something that's going to happen in the mm-hmm. future
1: exactly but he did
0: it numerous times
1: and it was spot on I mean most of it most like I said he was a teacher at first and he did a lot of teaching uh, and stuff with science and biology but I mean you can only go so far studying and reading in that in, in that vein you know what I mean before like you can start to slightly predict things but it was his stuff was almost accurate like I think the uh, the rocket the idea for the rocket, um, even the fact that we went to the moon, men were on the moon. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, he, he did quite a few. I mean, I got a whole list here of the stuff that they say that he predicted. Um, like, one of them was in the in his book called The Shape of Things to Come. Mm-hmm. He said that there was, in the book, there's wireless uh, wrist intercoms, and they're pretty much like cell phones. That's how they use them. Really? And then in uh, Men Like Gods, which he wrote in 1923. Now, for the record, this guy was like profilic in his writing. Like every year, like I was reading when his big books came out, The Time Machine, The Island of Dr. Moreau, The Uh Invisible Man, War of the Worlds. All those came out in a span from 1895 to 1898. Insane. That is ridiculous. That's (laughs) only
1: three years. What have I done in three years?
0: (laughs) You went to a (laughs) Comic-Con. I
1: I know I did that, but, you know, you see the guys back in those days, too. You know what I mean? When they did all the the things they did, it's insane. It blows me away um, and it makes me feel so lazy.
0: Yeah, I mean, and Men Like Gods and that he came out in 1923, he said that there was a utopian future where people talked through wireless phones and had voicemail.
1: That's crazy.
0: And obviously that's well before cell phones.
1: And I'm looking at his bi- a list of his bi- bibliography right now: novels, nonfiction, stories, film stories, and <clears throat> it's absolutely insane. You realize that? Like, I have to scroll down five times on the on my mouse before I even get to the bottom. Yeah, fiction, uh, nonfiction, stories, political papers.
0: And they, and and he also they say he predicted the airport walkways. You then know, go to an airport and you got those walkways that you can just stand on and they zoom you ahead. Oh, really? Yeah, and uh, when the sleeper wakes, he wrote in 1899, um, he said there was 300-foot-wide highways that move like conveyor belts. Well, obviously, those things are 300-foot-wide. Yeah. You know, it's the same the same idea out of it, which I honestly never understood those things. I can just walk the same speed as going through there, but that's well, just me.
1: Have you ever walked on that? You walk yes. faster than walking.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I don't.
1: So it's kind of like time travel. You get ahead faster than you would have, right?
0: Maybe that's how it you, happens. You travel
1: through time.
0: <laughs> that's why he predicted it, cause he had one. <laughs>
1: but like, who's to say that's not going to be the future? Something we're going to be replacing highways with conveyor belts or or the like. Something that's going to be able to, you know, pull the car so we don't have to worry about the driving aspect.
0: Oh man, we're just getting lazier and lazier. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like you seen Wally, right? The movie Wally. No,
1: I've never seen it.
0: You've never seen Wall E. I've never no. seen Wall E. Oh man, it's the dis. You know, it's about this robot. It takes place in the future. Humanity has taken off. We've we've trashed our planet so much that we can't even live on it anymore. So you fast forward and you see all of humanity is on this huge giant ship, and they're all just really large. I mean, not fat. They're like beyond obese, where they <laughs> they're all in chairs and they can't move around, and everything is done for them. Everything. That's our future.
1: Really. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. have to check that out. That, have you seen um, Idiocracy?
0: Yes. Yes.
1: That's pretty and funny. When too. I remember
0: when I first saw it, I was like, well, this is just dumb. And now <laughs> I'm like, this is getting a little scary. <laughs> <laughs> Honey boo
1: boo. Yeah, it's getting scary. Um, but so anyway, the idea of time travel is just it's super fascinating to me. I've always been fascinated with it ever since like um, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, yeah. Or Back to the Future.
0: That's the that's the one that got me interested in it.
1: Which one, Bill and Ted or Back to the Future?
0: I love both movies, but the Back to the Future movies just have a place. Yes, you know, in my heart, just because of how well, just as movies and entertainment, they were just great.
1: They were. I absolutely loved them. Um, and I loved how that their idea for time travel, because a lot of people have these ideas for time travel. Um, what's his name? Stephen Hawking said it's a possibility, but he said it's a possibility in that we can only go forward; we can't go backwards. Because if we go backwards, we'll anything that changes will create paradoxes, you know what I mean? And that's what Back to the Future tried to illustrate with every time um, he, when Marty McFly went back in time and he got in between his his dad and mom getting together, like, he started seeing his siblings disappear in the photograph, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I mean, all this stuff, even stuff now... They'll talk about... The, I don't know if you watched The Flash, the show The Flash.
1: I didn't. Actually, I started watching the first like two or three episodes, and I just kind of fell off, but I saw it's up on Netflix, so I'm going to definitely be catching up on it.
0: Well, this is a humongous spoiler alert, but I won't give it away <laughs> much. It's but okay. Go If you know go the ahead. character Flash, you know he can, he can go through time. Yeah. Okay, so he does. Anyway, yeah. and he comes out of it, and there's consequences for his actions when he did this.
1: Really? So that's the same thing, the, the butterfly effect? Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's, remember- that's, the, that's
0: the big one, which... You know that's also a movie in itself, yeah, but exactly you don't need to
1: see it. <laughs> well, it's it's still the same idea of ta- traveling through time, changing something and then coming back to the effects of it. And that's the thing. Then now there's the people who have the idea that if you go back in time and you make a change from that point forward, you've only you've created an alternate timeline that the other timeline still exists.
0: yeah, and that's where you get into this whole I mean, this stuff just makes my brain hurt. like you get into <laughs> all these different parallel universes even. This is like we're reading a a DC comic.
1: (laughs) Exactly. It's crazy because that's what that exactly. It's almost like you're creating a whole new universe with a different timeline.
0: And, And this is why they think that maybe HG Wells, I mean, obviously we'll never know, but they think that he was a time traveler as ridiculous as that may sound. Yeah, because he I mean, he even predicted the atomic bomb. I mean, he even called it an atomic bomb before there was an atomic bomb. And he even described it having mushroom clouds when it exploded.
1: Exactly. Exactly, dude. Um, There's a lot of things about it. What was the uh, in the time uh, the time machine itself? He talks about like how he went into the into the far, far future and saw this kind of human race that had evolved and you go through that whole story you know what i mean and to where he finally escapes what was going on and he jumps ahead even further you know and it's like all those crab creatures that are living on the on the earth and the huge butterflies and all that stuff and then he jumps even further and like earth's about to be destroyed and the sun's you know it's ex- about to explode um like the i don't know too like that much about science like hardcore science so i don't know was did they the idea of um the cycles of stars was that known back then? Did he know already this information about sun going to be exploding? Because that's known now. That's known that like in five mil- billion years from now, the sun is going to explode. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it's got to give out at some point. So,
1: like, was that known back in the eighteen you know nineties when he wrote this?
0: No, they still thought the world was flat. <laughs> 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 He's worried about falling off the edge. But
1: uh, yeah. Um, but even no, so- I think
0: they probably did. Honestly, the eighteen nineties. I mean, this is after the Civil War, yeah. So it's you know they've obviously they know some stuff now. I mean, Civil War, which actually oh, you're right, you know, you're we're right, too much about like the, that's big inventions and stuff. We already had ironclad ships by then. You're right. So.
1: I don't know why when I think of 1890s, I think pre that. You know what I mean? It's you, weird. It has the
0: word 18 in it, so you think <laughs> it's old, old, old. Which it is. Don't get me wrong. But. Yeah,
1: but it's not 1801. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. That's I mean, that's a good point. Um, but still, like the fact that like he is able to see that if certain things are left to their own devices you may see the enlargement of certain crabs that you know if there isn't a human involvement or or whatever case whatever the case is and all these little weird things always gave that underlying like creepy weird notion like did this dude really travel through time and was this his way of saying that it can be done and this is what happens by writing just as a story you know what i mean
0: Maybe he was just warning us of this upcoming uh, crab, uh, you know, like <laughs> uprising. They're going to come from the seas. The crustacean wars. That's what it's going to be, and they're going to overpower us because we think we're really smart, but they—they've <laughs> got pinchers. <laughs>
1: they got pinchers, and we don't have claw breakers big enough. Yeah. <laughs> what do you call those things? Claw breaker Crab? Crab breakers or whatever, crackers. You know what? Crackers? Oh, I'm
0: talking I mean, about? whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> 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 you're just throwing off iTunes with that kind of language
1: <laughs> oh man that's awesome um so yeah uh for you like tell me have, back to the future piqued your interest in time travel um did you ever as a kid think if I could go back in time I'd like to do this or see this
0: I've always always loved history so that's always been in my head like I would want to go back and meet Abraham Lincoln or I'd want to go back and you know just See, no, I don't want to be on the Titanic, but I want to see the Titanic take, you know, leaving the the port, you know, just just all these iconic, historic things that have happened.
1: Would you go on the Titanic if you were able to jump back out the night of before it happened?
0: No, because I'd be too afraid that I would just mess up, and also (laughs) you got to think of it this way. Like, what if, let's say you get on the Titanic. This is, <laughs> we're jumping way off the, the reservation on this. No, but, but it is, it's is.
1: It's—it's time travel. I'm, I'm listening.
0: Okay, so let's say you get on the Titanic. You know what's going to happen. You have the knowledge of the ship hitting the iceberg and going down, and so many people mm-hmm. tragically losing their life. True. If you stop that from happening, you change everything from that point on.
1: It's impossible for you to stop it, though. You realize that, right? How See, can you you can't thing. prove that it's gonna they're just gonna look at you like you're a madman and they'll lock you away down in the bottom of the ship.
0: I've seen movies, that can be very convincing. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta believe me, man.
1: <laughs> that's great. You're like, watch now, this guy who looks like Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> and this girl who looks like Kate Winslet are gonna come running through that thing there.
0: They're- I guarantee you if we walk into her room, he's going her naked right this moment. Come Which on. is the only thing, I, only thing I remember about that movie is that, and <laughs> when that guy, when the ship, this is terrible, when the ship was breaking apart and a guy falls and he hits the propeller.
1: Oh, God, I remember that. Exactly. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> oh, God, that's awesome. Um, You know, when, and that's the thing. I don't know that I'd want to try to change too much because it is a scary notion of what it would do in the future. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, too. I mean, you would feel like maybe you'd have an obligation because you want to save people. But, I mean, what if, let's say you you can do it. Let's say that you somehow convinced them, should you do it, that'd be the other thing. True. So, like, so my question would be, all these times they're saying these people are traveling through time to warn us of things, are they supposed to be doing that? (laughs) Exactly. So, I I mean, I don't know.
1: There have been a lot of people who have said that they've been able to travel through time. There's people who have said they've been time travelers and there's people who have said they slipped through time. Like they've been through some weird vortex or something's happened where they've witnessed the past or the future. Um, Uh, Well, there's
0: also been just weird instances, you know, just weird moments of people just showing up.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. There's all kinds of stories. We're definitely going to get into them on those, this episode for sure. Um, But real quick, just back to HG Wells, I was wondering if, did you know that, the term time machine, he actually he made that like that he coined the phrase time machine that it never was a, a phrase until that.
0: I heard that, and he, it, I mean this man is just incredible.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like you said, you had a whole list of things. So I was gonna, I was thinking like you could tell a couple other things, and I'd see if where we can relate it to where it is now. You know what I mean?
0: Okay. Well, the first was the cell phones, <laughs> like I said. Yep. And then you had the airport conveyor belts. Yep. I don't remember which book it was in, but he also talked about automatic doors.
1: Nice. Okay. And we they're have back like grocery
0: stores and stuff.
1: Yep. Grocery stores. Yep.
0: Uh, the invisible man is just all about invisibility, obviously. And they're working on that now. Scientists are working on invisibility. Now
1: I've seen that they're doing, they're using some sort of weird organic thing that, um, it's like telephoto lenses or something that whatever it films, what's behind you and magnifies it in front of you. So the person sees through you.
0: Yeah, exactly. Cause that's, that's how it would be. Like our eyes work on a certain, level and then you just have to like it's usually through lights and stuff exactly so so if you can kind of bend that a little bit Mm. uh obviously the atomic bomb like i said yeah he he predicted that in 1913 wow Uh, and the the one that really blew me away were no pun intended was he he thought about the tank 13 years before we even had (laughs) tanks he predicted tanks he called them land ironclads really
1: yeah is it because he jumped forward, saw that, came back to tell people about it, and warned them?
0: Uh, well, you gotta imagine. Could you imagine the first time that a tank was ever made, seeing that, and you're going up against this? You know, you're already in a life and death situation, and then all of a sudden, you see this huge, just ironclad yeah. machine with a humongous bazooka for a better, you know, better term, just pointing at your face.
1: Yeah, exactly. No, no kidding, dude. It's insane. Um, yeah.
0: I would be petrified. Petrified. I would be now even. Sh-
1: shaking in my boots. It's insane. <laughs> Aaliyah, dude. Yeah, And here's my question though. Prediction or inspiration? Because when he predicts the atom bomb, is it a prediction or does he inspire a young Einstein at that time when they're working on the Manhattan Project later on to, you know what I mean? Like figure out how to create that. And he figures out, you know, the splitting of the atom will do that. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. See, that's very true, but you can also go back and say, well, the reason that he, that he was inspired was he was supposed to be inspired to make it. True. That kind of thing. See, we can go around. That's the thing about time travel. This is when your
1: brain breaks.
0: Yeah. You can go around in circles on this whole thing
1: (laughs) over and over. Oh man. We'll have to, we'll have to get in a time machine, go back and explain to ourselves exactly how it works. Um, H that's G Wells yeah so H G Wells had this idea of time travel uh capitalized on it wrote some stories based actually you know uh, time traveler wasn't the first one he wrote one called um, i forgot what it's called now that's horrible right he there was actually a short story that he'd written before where he had coined the term time time machine and it was about people t- traveling through time but uh people traveling through time is not a weird thing people have claimed it all the time um, what was that one? The one online case? There was one. What was his name? Titer.
0: I don't know how you want to pronounce that. It's T i t o r. Uh, John and he well, if not claimed- t-
1: what if not Titer, how else would you say it?
0: <laughs> looser. <laughs> 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 I don't know. <laughs> that was his opposite. You know, flash head zoom. He's got <laughs> looser. Oh <laughs> man, that's awesome. Uh, around like the late two thousands. You know, when the Internet was really starting to grow, uh, all these weird posts on the Internet started appearing. And he claimed to be this American soldier from the year 2036. And he started predicting all these things for all these years, which most of them honestly have not come true. Not at all. Yeah. So he was obviously just some guy making this stuff up. But you were telling me that some law firm or something is like taking those rights is going to make money off of it.
1: Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull this up real quick and see. Um, I forgot the name of the law firm now, but it's been a law f- It was a law firm that was around for a while and they uh, basically they, they took the rights of the story and said um, they, they collected all the writings and put it out as a book so that people could buy it. And uh, oh, I wish I could remember all the information on that. I'm going to try to find it as we're speaking here. Um,
0: so you can just so I can just go on the Internet now and just find somebody's. Stuff they've been saying and just claim that it's mine.
1: There's no reason why you shouldn't.
0: Yeah, that's what the that's all I'm getting out of this.
1: Have you heard the the um of you've you've heard of creepy pastas, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you can just steal any of those stories and, and make money on them. You can make money on Slenderman, can't you? Or is somebody actually owns Slenderman?
0: I don't even know. All I know about that is like kids are killing people over it. That's all I know about that. <laughs> That's not
1: good. All right. So, uh, Titer, James Titer John Titer is the name used on – it was a bulletin board thing from 2000 to 2001. Uh, and the guy posting these things claimed to be a time traveler from 2036. Um, like you said, all of the vague, nothing specific uh, things he predicted did not come true. And let's see. Here's the uh, –
0: well let me let me catch let me speak on that for a second. That's mm-hmm. what to me sets H. G. Wells apart from these other uh people who do predictions and stuff, his were almost always had you know, meat to them. They weren't vague to the point of you know, a lot of people point to like Nostradamus is the big one, obviously. Yeah. But a lot of his stuff you could almost make fit anything because of how vague he would kind of write things. And it was in a different era and their language was a little different than how we speak now.
1: Exactly. You can easily play that game there's those people who say that they talk to you uh that famous guy that sits all those people in a, in a room and says you know he's he he talks to dead relatives and he's yeah, like I'm picking yeah. up on a letter I you know you can be super vague and it works for people people will f- make it fit their um their narrative whatever it is that they're searching for you know what I mean so so to, to predict these kinds of things and then it not come out or even if it did come out it's like You can't say you're a time traveler just because of that. But the guy disappeared. This giant titer, this thing happened for a couple years. These postings, these stories, these crazy things he talked about in the future. Uh, And then that was it. It all stopped. And people were like, what the heck happened? And so there was all that speculation that, oh, well, he would travel back to where he belonged. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think he said he was. And here's the great thing. So this happened in 2000s. And this was his story. The main story was he got stuck here because he was on his way back to 1975.
0: Yeah, I remember reading to, that.
1: To pick up an some chip from an IBM computer that was responsible for the future in which the machines were going to uprise or, or take over or some crazy shit. Yeah, so, Terminator. Yeah, exactly. Terminator. Uh, That's pretty funny.
0: That's all I got when I was reading that was this guy just saw the Terminator and just ran with it.
1: <laughs> and, and, he, and, and somehow he didn't hear correctly. Instead of saying John Connor, he said John Titer.
0: It's all making sense. <laughs> it's insane.
1: But, you know, as weird as some of these people are, there are all these other cases where like time machines and I mean not time machines, but time travel is seems like maybe it is. Like have you seen um there's a very famous picture of the hipster time traveler?
0: Yeah, I have. Um I think that took place there was like it was in Canada in the forties. Yeah. They were um, opening some bridge or reopening some bridge there or something. And you can see a sea of people there. Mm-hmm. And all of them look like they're dressed for that time period, but one guy really, really stands out.
1: Yeah, he totally looks like he's from the sixties, maybe.
0: Yeah, I mean he's even got like a his shirt has like some sort of design on it. Like they said that they didn't have you no know, just t shirts with
1: screen with prints printing. on them or yeah. screen
0: print, whatever <laughs> you want to call it. Yep. Like he had something like that. He even had didn't he have glasses?
1: Yeah, he's got some weird like um uh, like like uh, steampunk style sunglasses. You know what I mean? Like something you'd you'd see maybe like a steampunk Doctor Octopus use. You know what I mean? That was my
0: that was gonna be my reference.
1: Yeah, dude, Doc Ock exactly. But I mean, the guy is totally out of place. He's wearing like this weird like cardigan jacket or not jacket, but sweater. Uh, and it looks like he just does not even his hairstyle looks like it does not belong. You know, he, it's almost like a super young Doc Brown.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so were, that's
1: that's a famous one that is a, a because it's not a it's not a photoshopped image it was an actual uh photograph from a photographer for the newspaper that was covering the reopening of the bridge in 1941
0: and that is what's crucial to this in our day and age now with how good people can be with photoshop i've mm-hmm. seen some people do amazing things with photoshop that you wouldn't even bet an eye twice as well yeah that's real because of how good they can make it look exactly So that's that's the key to all this. That's why it's harder and harder in this day and age to believe any of this stuff, because it's so easy to fake it.
1: It's crazy. That was in 1941. Did you hear about a case? Have you ever heard of the Montauk Project?
0: No, please enlighten me.
1: 1943. This is only a couple years later. Uh, Montauk Air Force Station supposedly has a real time tunnel in it under in the laboratory underneath it.
0: Well, what do they do with
1: it? <laughs> well, they went back to 1943. These scientists went back there to that date. It, I don't know why, but it was a st- These two authors um, in the 1980s started saying that they had these repressed memories of working in the lab and having been a part of these experiments and that they were being sent back to 1943. They didn't say why, uh, but apparently there's this weird thing that's out in Montauk. And who knows? Maybe it was actually 41. Maybe this is one of the guys.
0: Well, and you were also uh, where just I think it was in New York. Some guy just appeared out of nowhere.
1: Oh, the time uh, Times Square guy. Have you heard of that one?
0: A little bit. I th- don't you have a clip from that one? Let me see if I have that.
1: Yeah, here. Listen to this. In
2: 1950, a man with mutton chop sideburns and Victorian era clothing popped up in Times Square. Witnesses said he looked startled, and then a minute later, he was hit by a car and killed. The officials at the morgue searching his body found the following items in his pockets. A copper token for a beer worth five cents, bearing the name of a saloon which was unknown even to older residents of the area. A bill for the care of a horse and the washing of a carriage drawn by a livery stable on Lexington Avenue that was not listed in any address book. About $70 in old banknotes, business cards with the name Rudolph Fens and an address on Fifth Avenue. And finally, a letter sent from a Philadelphia address dated June 1876. None of these objects showed any signs of aging.
0: So yeah, that's interesting.
1: It is. It's it's insane. And so he just showed up out of nowhere. And how much does that suck? Like, if you want to say it was real, say this dude really did travel through time. The place you jump to is right in front of a speeding car.
0: Oh, yeah. That's the worst possible. See, that's the other thing, too. <laughs> if time travel becomes a reality and we're able to do it, like, how can you predict where you're where physically you're going to end up? You know, like, exactly. let's say you time travel to when dinosaurs rule the earth. What's to say you're not going to appear right in front of a, a hungry Tyrannosaurus Rex? <laughs>
1: exactly. Um, I guess the thing is, is like Back to the Future, you're thinking you're going to, it's just going to be a time jump, but you're going to be in the exact same spot that you are. So who knows? Maybe when he jumped from there, he it was like a field or it was nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but the weird thing about that is how he, they said he disappeared before, uh, you know, he had disappeared and then like 30 or however many years they said later, it was when he reappeared and his entire like family, every relative he had known at that time, her dead already. Like
0: that. It's, it's so crazy. Some of this stuff, and I'm not even saying there's that there's not a reasonable explanation for them, but they're hard to explain though.
1: Exactly, and and the thing is, is also is like some people are saying that that's not actual time travel. Like he didn't use any kind of machine or do it on purpose. It was more of a time slip. That there's for that there's these weird phenomena where, like you'll slip through time, like you'll be you'll be at your house in your shower, coming up with ideas for podcasts. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then, as one is,
0: as one is, would normally do. <laughs> Why not?
1: And as you st- as you pull the curtain aside and step out of the shower, you're actually stepping into like the 14th century France.
0: Hmm, yeah. Does that make any sense? But well, I, I don't be, know. About- I would smell the best out of anybody there. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's true.
1: I don't know about France, but 14th century wherever, you know, North Carolina. So you'd be in the middle of the forest probably.
0: Yeah, because it, it wasn't even a reality then. <laughs> yeah,
1: Exactly. Um, but that's the case. Like these people say that these things have happened. There's been all kinds of accounts and through history, not even like recently, not even like, oh, this is like, you know, some guy trying to pull off an internet hoax. This is legit people through olden times even saying that this happened. There was these ladies in France that and that's why I think that's why the French thing came up. Um, these ladies in France who said uh they were they were visiting France for something and all of a sudden, they went to uh, some spot. I think it was the Palace of Versailles. And when they stepped in, all of a sudden, they were uh, in the period of the French Revolution. Huh. Yeah. I think they, they said it they're they from 1901, but they ended up in the during the French Revolution. They met uh, or saw Marie Antoinette and some other people that were like, well, Yeah, but how
0: was the cake, though? Exactly.
1: That was my question. And did they bring a piece back?
0: Well, to be fair, though, they say she actually never said that. That's just something they, they said she said. But she never did. That's But that's for another episode. <laughs>
1: that's awesome. Uh, there's also, like, a famous story of an air marshal. His name was uh, Sir Robert Victor Goddard. And <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> you ready for this one?
0: No, say his name again.
1: Air Marshal Sir Robert Victor Goddard.
0: Sir? He has the words. Was he Sir. knighted?
1: He was knighted.
0: Oh, well, he was?
1: <laughs> Apparently. The, unless your parents are naming you sir. That'd be a little No, weird. the only way you
0: get sir is if you're knighted.
1: Right. Ex- I, he, so he must have been.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the other question I have for you. I mean, I want to hear about this guy, too. But Yeah, yeah. Let's say that Let's say f- that I just suddenly start telling you that, uh, hey, Chris, Chris, Yeah. I don't know if you know this or not, but I'm actually from the year 2045.
1: If you started telling me that, I'd say you're crazy. If you told me that yeah. upon meeting you, I'd have to maybe entertain the idea of a conversation with you
0: you would want to talk just because of. it's it's out of nowhere
1: wouldn't you if somebody came up to you and was like sir what year is this and you told them it's 2015 and they're it, like it would
0: depend on how like this is going to sound terrible depending on how they look if they look homeless or something i was <laughs> like yeah I, I look buddy here's you know here's your dog go we'll get you something to eat i'll see you later
1: that's amazing uh but no what if he was like a normal looking dude maybe wearing clothes that weren't you know what i mean the style maybe it was slightly eccentric uh and they were telling you that they were from the year you know 2189 uh and they were they just jumped through time and they're trying to get to a certain spot but they need to warn you about things would you walk past or would you actually entertain an idea of talking to the guy
0: Honestly, I would talk to him, but I don't know if I would believe anything he said. Really? Because I wouldn't want to talk to him just for the entertainment value.
1: I would need proof. I'd have to be like, "You've got to prove it somehow." You know, show yeah. me something, some some way of me knowing.
0: you can't just you can't just pop out of nowhere and say, "Hey, I'm from this time," and uh, I gotta warn you, you shouldn't wear this brand of pants because they're going to you know start chafing you really badly
1: (laughs) exactly um not like that guy that rudolph fence guy in times square like when they they say they found his body that like he had uh like stuff from 1870s coins from 1870s in his pocket and he had like the mutton chop sideburns and all that stuff like that you would think unless he's an actor on broadway and he was drunk and got hit up by a car in 1950 you know in, in times square that it fits it fits the narrative and he's got the things to show to say hey this happened you know
0: yeah, that's why that that one's a lot more interesting to me. Like he didn't even get a real a chance to even say that he was from another time.
1: No, 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 no. He got hit by a car, and then they found all that stuff on him, yeah. and no one knew. And that apparently there was no information on him. Like they couldn't find, you know, uh, they couldn't find him in the um, in any records or anything. So it was it's just a very strange case of this guy showing up in a completely different period uh, of clothes and the stuff he had on him. Um, so that's just a time slip, you know what I mean? And then. I don't know. There's so many different uh, claims of it. Like your Sir Robert Victor Goddard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The guy with 1935, he's flying uh, a plane over what was a former Royal Air Force base, but it was run down.
0: So he was English.
1: Yes. Yes. He was English. Uh, He was flying over it and it was like crap. It was cattle grazing in the grass, you know, cracked up This, this, It was nasty on the way back. There was a certain like I guess he went through a rainstorm that all of a sudden abruptly it was sunlight like he just popped right out of it. And when he looked down, the airfield was renovated. It was in use. There were planes that were blue or there were men walking around wearing blue and planes all painted yellow. And none of the planes at that time had ever had, had, had ever been painted yellow. And then apparently, like, four years later, the Royal Air Force started painting their planes yellow and the mechanics started wearing, they switched their uniforms to blue. So they're saying, he says that he saw that four years before.
0: Huh. I mean, did he say that before all before they made those changes? Um, or, did he, or did he say that, like, after they made those changes? No,
1: I, I believe he, he he talked about it after landing, saying he had seen some weird stuff and, and that's what he would saw.
0: Okay, because that would, that would be more valid to me. Like, if I came up to you and said, hey, um, the Internet's going to be a big thing. <laughs> but yeah, it's already a big thing.
1: <laughs> um, no, but I was saying it back in the 80s. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, no, you know. All here's right, the, Steve Jobs. Exactly, though. But, look, he's a part of, again, uh, prediction or inspiration. He's already a part of the Royal Air Force Base. He gets back to the Air Force Base. He says, this is what I saw. Some dude's sitting there thinking, that's actually a good idea. We should paint our planes yellow. He puts a little note in, you know, the little uh, employee suggestion box. Yeah. Writes it it up. Takes off from there. Yeah, takes off from there. Nice pun. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But so time slips are, like I said, this has been going on for years. People have uh, claimed there's that super popular one. And you know which one I'm talking about, the Charlie Chaplin one.
0: Oh yeah, he had a movie called The Circus in 1928, Mm -hmm. and there's video of this now. I mean, you can go back and watch it now. It's It's all over the internet. It's
1: crazy. I remember this. I remember this came out years, uh, just a few years ago, because it was, I guess, when they did a DVD, they put in footage from uh, when they debuted the 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 circus. There was footage of the opening night or opening day of the of the film itself. So people were filming. The news was filming. You know, people going to it and coming out of it. So this isn't even, like, you know what I mean? Like, this is just this footage, and when it came out on the DVD, somebody spotted this and was like, this looks weird. Um, yeah. You want to tell the listeners what looks so weird, Johnny?
0: Oh, it's this woman, and obviously this is from the 20s. You can tell from what they're wearing, the, the footage is in black and white. And she's walking, and she looks kind of high-class, kind of. I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's just what I assume just by looking at her. And she's was- got something up to her ear.
1: Yeah, she's it looks like she's holding a device. Um, and it's kind of square, like in a rectangular shape to her ear.
0: Yeah, so a lot of people say, well, is she on a cell phone? Because that's what it kind of looks like.
1: It definitely looks like a cell phone. And there's actually another scene, like there's you can find clips online. But if you find like the, extend, like, the extended clip, the director's cut, if you will, uh, because in the picture I know there's like a, a zebra or something in the foreground and she kind of walks behind it at first. But the camera actually captures her coming out from be- the other side of it and slightly turning left towards the camera, and you can definitely see it's a device up to the ear. And they didn't have radios back then, so it wasn't like she was listening to the Red Sox game.
0: I did hear that like one thing it could be, and obviously we don't know, but there apparently some of the hearing instruments they help you hear, mm-hmm. back then the Shorter had that same kind of design to them, almost box-looking. But what was but she, the, she? But at the to, same time, she didn't look that old to me. Not that you have to be old to have one of those, but even so, know.
1: even if she was if she needed the aid, the aid of that thing, like, what was she trying to listen to? This the guy walking in front of her? She wanted to hear his footsteps?
0: Yeah, because I mean she was just by herself.
1: Exactly. She wasn't talking to anyone. No one was, you know that doesn't it doesn't it's it's feasible, but why would you just be walking with that, tad holding it up to your ear at all times? Yeah, the
0: only reason it's feasible is it literally looks very similar. I saw a picture of the one that they said that they think it was, and it does kind of. If you're just glancing at something, it has the same shape of a cell phone, mm-hmm. so that would make sense to what it could be. But at the same time, if that's what it is, who's walking around with one of those to the ear by themselves, just walking across town?
1: True. When did um? Do you know when the circus came out?
0: Nineteen twenty-eight.
1: Oh, okay. So it was four years after that thing was invented. I, I, that thing that you're talking about was invented in 24, I think.
0: Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. So it already okay. been out. But okay. so it would make sense. It is a possibility. But if she's doing that, then she's kind of a crankpot. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my official diagnosis.
1: <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah, she's a loony bin. They actually captured captured her on film. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's
0: nothing to listen to there. She's just out walking. A sidewalk by herself there's nobody with her it's just her
1: if anything it is interesting man it makes you look and say wait you know like hmm even if it wasn't the listening device could it be could it be somebody that traveled through time and got caught were caught on film you know what i mean there's all kinds of ones unfortunately there's one that i found online um it was a film and it was really cool and unfortunately i found out after the fact that it, it was an actually it was an ad but it was really cool the way it started out was this guy talking about um, how he had come home one day and there was water leaking out from under his, his sink in the kitchen. He was kind of annoyed by it. So he opens the cabinet underneath and gets underneath uh, and he had to crawl, you know, a little further back to reach the pipe. Yeah. But he kept crawling. Like he realized like for some reason, the back of his thing just kept going. And when he like came out the other side, he was out on a field with the sun like shining bright And there was an older man standing off to the side and he looked over at him and realized it was himself like 20 years in the future. Him 20 years older. And he talked about having a good time and talking to himself and like they just shared good. The guy's telling him what to expect in his life and all these good memories that are going to be coming his way. And. Uh, he knew no one would believe him, so he pulled out his cell phone and got video of them and the, both of them showing their arm where they have the exact same tattoo, except the older guy's looks more faded. And it looked crazy. I was like, "Holy shit!" But it ended up being an ad for some Swedish commercial for uh, <laughs> for the watch for a watch because the guy that you know what they're doing when they they show the tattoo on their arm is they're showing they're holding their wrists out too with the watch on. <laughs> I But it's one of those things like it played into this idea that there are those unexplained things where people say they have experienced this. So it's almost like time travel and time slipping is is becoming more popular. You see it like we talked about Back to the Future, Bill and Ted. You see it more and more um, in in popular culture. There's all Stargate. um, All the sci fi shows have some sort of time travel or time slipping or uh, teleportation to them. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I mean they all do. It's just a popular idea of, you know, everybody thinks, well, if I could go back in time and do something differently, kind of thing. Yeah. So, so you want it to be? That's the other thing with any of this kind of stuff that you can't really prove. I mean, do you like? It's it would be cool if it's real. Yeah. So do you, we want it to believe or is it true? That's how- the that's where you get into the.
1: How do you prove it? Here's a weird one. Have you heard about the the guys who saw the uh, the firebombing of Hamburg?
0: No, but that makes me hungry.
1: This is great. Um, not hamburger. Hamburg, Germany. Uh, I hear what I want to hear. So this one's kind of cool. And this one, again, is one of those ones where it was set ahead of time. And then what happens afterwards kind of shows it. So is it, are they seeing the future? Uh, 1932, German newspaper reporters were visiting the Hamburg shipyards to do interviews for a story. As they were leaving, they heard these aircrafts like uh, approaching and they looked up and all of a sudden there's all these warplanes and they're dropping bombs and it's exploding all around them. And it's like all these fire and carnage and they're freaking out. Uh, but they're reporters. So first thing they start doing is taking pictures. They're getting pictures of all this carnage, right? So they they get out of there and they get back to um, they bring br- go back to the editor and they're like, this is what happened. You've got to see what we got pictures of. Uh so they, they developed the film, came back to them, and all the all the pictures they took were there except for the ones for that of the devastation. None of it, mm-hmm. it was on the film at all. And they couldn't understand it. They didn't know what was going on, like they thought maybe there was problems with the camera. And then 1943 is eleven years later, the Royal Air Force raid on Hamburg was the exact same carnage that they had remembered seeing eleven years earlier. Huh. Yeah. Isn't that insane? Because in in uh, the bombing of Hamburg in forty three was five hundred and fifty, like six hundred bombs dropped on the city.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, in the what did they say was it, they originally saw that in 30, what, 19, uh,
1: 1931.
0: Yeah, see, that's right before the the big war is getting ready to gear up. Exactly. So they, I mean, they knew about the you know Hitler and the Nazi Party by then, but. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like he was knocking on their door then. He was getting ready to, but he hadn't done it yet. And
1: how'd they know that the Air Force would bomb the Hamburg shipyard? They could have bombed anywhere else in Hamburg, but it was the actual shipyard as well. You know what I mean? Exactly what they saw was what happened. Um, So, like, how do you explain those ones? Because that, to me, is insane. If if this was legit, that they approached their editor, told the editor about it, and then, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, with any of this stuff... I mean, let's say that they were making it up. I mean, you'd have to have everybody involved in on it. And they would all have to agree that they would never, ever come out and say otherwise, that it wasn't true, that they were just doing a prank or whatever.
1: Exactly. And
0: you have to have everybody. And that's just that's why all these conspiracy theories are really hard for me to get behind. (laughs) (laughs) Because if they're real, you have to have so many people in on it and all of them all of them have to agree to everything and to stick to it. And that's just, is not going to happen. Exactly.
1: Someone's going to be on a deathbed and admit something. And yeah. It'll come out. Um, that's why like ones like these, these are the ones that fascinate me. These are the ones that might make me want to dig deeper and find more stories like it.
0: Yeah. I'm with you on that. I mean, it's really interesting and it's fascinating and, and we don't know where we're going to go. I mean, we can't predict the future. So this stuff is completely possible. I mean, even our top scientists have said, that it's not beyond a possibility to travel through time. Yeah,
1: uh, Einstein said it. I'm, uh, I believe he even he said it was possible. We just needed to figure out how to get to the through the fourth dimension. How to f- how to do that. Um, Stephen Hawking, like I said earlier, Stephen Hawking said you know it's possible. It's just that you can only go forward. You can't go back um, because you can only go so far back as to when you built the time machine.
0: Yeah. Which uh, see all these theories, they have little points like that, and they all kind of make sense. So I don't know which one's right. <laughs>
1: It's true, it's true, but what I mean, how, yeah, because how do you how do you explain it? How do you explain yourself being able to, unless it's got to be some sort of way of manipulating wormholes or something like that. There's got to be something to, if, if it's real, that's the only way to possibly, I mean, it doesn't, it's weird, right? How do you think about going back and seeing yourself?
0: Well, There's, I have another problem, and that is, look, I got this book report that I have to do, <laughs> and... I got to do it on all these historical figures. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I can't read very well. Uh, I need to talk to Lincoln. I need to talk.
1: <laughs> Genghis Khan. I Genghis think Khan. I think know where you're going with this. Um, <laughs> oh, man. It's just cool stuff, man. Time travel to me has always been super interesting. I absolutely love it.
0: Yeah, it's, it's really crazy. I mean, it's.
1: If it's done right.
0: Yeah. It's, he has the to thing too. If it's done weird and terrible, then it's. But that's anything, though,
1: really. That's true. That's true. Um, but it's crazy how HG Wells, with this idea of time travel and time machines, could influence so much. Whether it's these people who are coming out with these stories, uh, if they're hoaxes or not, was it influenced. Whether it's future predictions, you know, based on the stuff he wrote about people were able to create. Um, it just blows me away. All the way up until today, like I said earlier, like even pop culture, you see time travel everywhere in pop culture. Everywhere. Oh, yeah. Um, movies, TV shows, books, comic books—even there's a comic book that came out uh, called Chrononauts, and it's these guys that travel through time. Um, and it's it's more and more—the more we keep progressing with science, the more we really may see a reality there.
0: I mean, it's, it's like I said earlier—they're already getting to where they can almost pretty much make things invisible. And uh. ten years ago, that wasn't even a thought. We just thought that was made up.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, again, I ask you, predictions or, you know, inspiration, really?
0: See, I don't know. And the fact that it was H.G. Wells, too, is is a big deal to me. I mean, he was one of our top, in all of history, one of our top writers and authors. Oh,
1: easily. Like, how did he find the time to write that much? Yeah. Unless he was traveling through time.
0: And just taking notes.
1: Taking notes. He's like, I got to write a book. And it's taking him five years, but then he travels back to half roughly three months from the last one he finished and brings it with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and that's basically how he got his stuff done. His editor was like, I'm gonna need that by uh, you know, March of next year. And he's back at his editor the next day. Oh, it's done. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what are you serious? Brilliant, brilliant man. He just figured out how to go through time.
0: And just he just stole it from himself. <laughs>
1: Have you seen um there's a a book that came out a couple years ago, Stephen King wrote. Um, and they're making it a movie, actually. It's called Eleven Twenty
0: Two Sixty Four. Now, I've heard of Stephen King. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite movies was ones that he had written called The Green Mile. And I said written oh. when I meant written. So, please, <laughs> when you go back and edit this, make me sound more intelligent. That would be fantastic.
1: You may want to take a time machine back.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, But did, have you heard of that book? Did you read it?
0: I haven't read it. I haven't even heard about it.
1: You haven't even heard about it?
0: No. I it's, mean, I've, I've seen it on the shelf, but I don't know what it's about. It's
1: going to be a movie coming out. James Franco is going to p- play the, the the main character. Uh, it's this teacher who goes to um, his basement or and as he's going in his basement, like he takes a step down and the second he steps down, he time slips and he goes back to November 22nd of 19... or a little bit before that. It's like November something 1964 and... Uh, that's when Kennedy was assassinated, right? 64? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because that's the whole point to the book. So he goes back during this time and he realizes he's in that time era, but it's his town, you know what I mean? So it's all older. And it's just old school Stephen King writing, the way he writes, you know? Yeah. And he comes across all these people in the town and then he realizes what the date is. And he realizes, like, it's in Texas also. So he realizes he can now change the fact that Kennedy was assassinated, you know? And he ends up coming across Lee Harvey Oswald and, and he ends up getting like a house across the street from him because he doesn't know if Harvey Oswald was the only one to kill the president or if it was a conspiracy. So the whole book is about him going. Keep he keeps time slipping because it's some weird vortex in his, his basement. He'll come back out in present time and then go back. Um, but it, for the, a large, large part of the book, he stays back in that time. And he struggles with this idea as to whether or not he should change time. Um so all the way back from, you know, the 18, when, when was it, 1893 when he wrote Time time Traveler to now, to 2013 when he when Stephen King put out the book. He, that idea of going back and, and seeing things or going into the future and seeing things is like, it's permeating. It's almost like it's, it's meant to be. Like we have to be, figure out a way to do it.
0: Yeah, uh, I think I have a great way for us to end this show. How would that be? You know, on, at the end of our last episode, we asked each other if we thought that they really experienced those sort of things. Yeah. So I think a great way to end this one would be, what do you think are some of your predictions for the near future?
1: (laughs) My, uh, Oh, if you want to know, I can definitely, uh, travel into the future and tell you, I and tell you. Um, but here's the thing. Don't, don't ridicule me when I, when I do, you gotta, I mean, I'm really going to try to see what I can, what notes I can take and I'll tell you what happens.
0: Okay. Well here I got, You know, I don't know if we'll ever have flying cars. I mean, maybe it's a possibility. I don't know. I don't think it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I do believe that we're going to go so far into technology that uh, we're going to come to a point where the internet is pretty much in our head. Does that make sense? Like we'll have a new device that is just uh, the internet is like we just think it and
1: consciously we can access all the information.
0: Yep, book it. I'm claiming that now.
1: Well, OK, if you if you want to talk serious like what I think, I truly this is really what I think. No kidding. I really think we're going to see humans um, be able to integrate uh, technology, you know, like the technology and 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 um, that kind of stuff into our organisms. You know what I mean? Like biomechanics th- type of stuff.
0: Like six million dollar man.
1: Yeah. But like I'm, I'm thinking like we're going to start seeing where we can transfer our consciousness to machines. Cause I really think that that may be uh, a natural evolution, our next step in trying to stay um, ahead of death because that's what evolution has always been is, is always been trying to trying to get better and better at not dying off. Yeah. So I really think that that's a possibility in the future that you're going to see our consciousness transferred to machines. And if you want to call it living forever, uh, whatever that mind frame is, but we're going to be able to live longer than we have and, and you're going to see us move out into the universe more because of it, because we're not depending on organic material to keep our consciousness going. We'll be able to explore further reaches of the universe because we've, you know, been able to, to we don't die off as easily.
0: Yeah, you're probably on to something. I would not be surprised if that happened. I would be kind of sad about it, though, just because <laughs> I think that our mortality is what kind of gives us a soul in a way. yeah. It, like it gives us our, well, most people, like our sense of right and wrong, our sense of who we are, our personalities and how we treat others and the and caring about things. Like if we were all robots, we wouldn't give a flying flip-flop about anything.
1: Well, see, that's the thing. That, that comes down to ethics then or, or like you said, moral, moral standards. Because really what we agree is a moral thing, is it because of organisms or is it because the idea of it is a great idea? So even as robots or even as, um, like think of data. You know, from the Star Trek uh, uh, TV shows, like he was, wasn't he like a um, a robot, an android?
0: He was a what do they call him? It was a uh, cyborg, wasn't it?
1: Right, and so, but he still had that mentality of what was right and wrong and how to treat each other. Like he, it wasn't because he could die.
0: Yeah, I mean that's true, but you also got to think about. Uh, let's let's throw in that they just had um, the the newest Avengers movie just came out on Blu-ray, right? Yeah, and yeah. Ultron was the was the main bad guy. Yep. And his and, and in the story, his thing was he's a he's like this new intelligence they didn't even know about, but it was pretty much a machine mm-hmm. and he was and his task was he was supposed to make the world a safe place, but in his mind, the only way he could do that was to get rid of humanity
1: <laughs> yeah, because uh what was the idea that? He knew humans were basically a virus, like they were they were going to be their own destruction, and to better the world, you couldn't have humans,
0: yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, it'd be weird because then you think about when it comes time to transfer consciousness is it, it's going to be one of these things only the rich can do or the people with money can do. So how will that look like you said? And, going we, to be a, and
0: what do we want everybody to do it? Because some people just are not good people.
1: Exactly. That's what that's the thing. Is it going to are they going to end up having the uh, the Ultron complex that people who are organic and still regular humans um, aren't worth, you know, worth it?
0: Yeah, and, and just think, if we're able to do that, then we're just going to have a, a future of Molly Cyrus always being around.
1: <laughs> oh, God.
0: And nobody deserves that.
1: Justin Bieber. See? Think of all the people you don't want around anymore. and then, then... Your
0: future sounds terrible and scary. <laughs> <laughs> and I want no part of it. <laughs> but what
1: if we could have kept people like Robin Williams around?
0: Uh, or see, or Chris
1: Farley. You know what I mean? You got
0: to take the good with the bad. The pe-
1: exactly. The people that brought the joy to the world, that brought the, that healing. You know, Could yeah. you imagine having been able to keep that consciousness around? And would it still feel like Chris Farley if it was a robot? You know, this, See, this that's machine? That's the other
0: thing, too. I don't know. <laughs> so many questions in your future here.
1: Holy shnikes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: There's a band by the river. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, man. Dude, this is one of those kind of episodes. Like, w- the more you think about it, like you said, the more your brain bends and almost breaks. It's insane. This is, this is
0: by far compared to the other one, a much trippier episode.
1: It's definitely trippy. It, um, uh, it's too much sometimes to fathom the things that could happen and, and are possible with time travel, time slips, whatever. If you yeah. could, if, if for any reason, like, there was a time slip, you said you'd want to go back to when Lincoln was around. Would you tell him he's going to be assassinated?
0: I don't think I would because I feel that that's see. Even if you care about something, mm-hmm. if it's supposed to happen, I mean, it happens for a reason in a way. Yeah. So maybe so that even could though, be a case. So even though that's a terrible thing, like it's you know it in a way, in an odd way, it kind of brought the North and the South kind of together, sort of. Yeah.
1: It could be one of those things, um, and I believe. Somebody, one of the main scientists, these bigger guys, maybe it was DeGrasse Tyson, had the idea that you could go back in time, um, but you, no matter what you did, you would not be able to change things because time itself wouldn't allow it. It would not allow it to happen because of physics and time.
0: Like, See, that makes more sense because it's already happened. So why would you be able to change it?
1: Exactly. Like you're gonna go and you're gonna try to stop Lincoln from being shot. You try to, you know, tell him he's not going to believe you, or you try. You're on your way to tell him, and you get a flat tire, or or your horse breaks a leg, or or you know what I mean. Yeah, I said flat yeah. tire, but I don't think they had cars yet, did they? They had, Civil they had War? stage coaches. Stage and coaches. And yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: Model <laughs> T wasn't invented yet.
0: No, that's much later.
1: Um. Yeah, it's trippy, dude. I don't even know where I would like to time slip. I think I'd like to time slip back to the the um the glamour days of Hollywood. That would be kind of cool to see that. You know what I mean? Uh, or I don't know, maybe the Renaissance. That'd be kind of cool.
0: Well, if you go back to the Renaissance, you're only going to live to your, like, 29.
1: <laughs> well, I'm not saying I'm going to live there forever. I mean, just time slip. Well, I just
0: telling you. Yes. <laughs>
1: kind of see some stuff.
0: As soon as you get there, you're going to get a plague or something.
1: Honestly, probably all my traveling would have to do with like a lot of uh, music-related stuff. Like I'd like to be at, in Germany in those clubs when the Beatles were first starting out and see them in their you know young, raw days, just letting it all out on stage. You know what I mean?
0: Were or- they in Germany? I thought they were English. Yeah,
1: but they used to travel through Germany because um, in Germany... Apparently is where all the music was happening at that time. So they were when they were super young. They used to have to lie about George Harrison's age because he was the youngest in the group. He'd be like sixteen, and he weren't yeah. allowed to play in clubs uh, unless you were eighteen.
0: See, I didn't even know that, and I'm a and I love the Beatles. So. Oh yeah,
1: I'm a huge Beatles fan. We oh, could probably yeah. find some weird, interesting facts for Beatles and make it an episode. Well, they do.
0: They did say, <laughs> "What was it with, I didn't hear this?" And this kind of deals with time traveling in a way that the real Paul, McCart- uh, Paul McCartney died years ago. Yeah. Like a long, long time ago, Paul and the one that dead. we know now is an imposter. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. that's so
1: amazing. And when it's, it's all those the conspiracy theories, and when you hear all the reasonings for it, you're like, oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think it's because, like, the White Album came out with all four of their pictures, their close-ups, just their face. And, like, his, there's this weird blemish on one of his lips, and they're like, that's the mistake they made in plastic surgery to make this guy look like Paul. Yeah, like he was the—that's yeah. a proof that he's an imposter. He's not real, and he had like a cold sore on his lip the day of photography.
0: And let's just say that that is true. <laughs> on the prize side, the dude is really musically talented.
1: Exactly. At least he was yeah. equally as talented. Yeah. Um, so. No, but yeah, it's uh, it's I'd probably travel and see that stuff, see stuff like that, music, music stuff, music related stuff. I'd like to see, you know, Zeppelin before Bonham died. Yeah. Stuff like that. I would go to
0: Woodstock. Oh, definitely.
1: It would all be completely for pleasure. Me going back in time. I'm not trying to save the, the, the earth or history at all. I'm trying to enjoy myself.
0: Yeah. I mean, what if that could be something that happens in the future too? What if, vacations take a whole new meaning when they let people take vacations through time,
1: especially if you know, you can't alter it, that there's nothing you can do. That's going to mess it up. So go back and enjoy it. See the things you want to see, you know, talk to people you want to talk to. It's not going to affect anything because as far as they're concerned, as soon as they're done talking to you, they forgot you. They just, you're out of memory. So no matter what you told them, no matter what you said to influence their life at that moment, it has no meaning on time.
0: That's very true. But if you go back in time, you, You might want to stay away from people that you already know.
1: (laughs) True. Yeah. Because if I really weird weird them out. (laughs) That would be weird. Go back in time and see your dad at your age. Yeah. Or younger than you. Like, you go back in time and he's 12.
0: You ever see the show Futurama?
1: Oh, God. I love it. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, there's this one episode where Fry goes back in time and Fry's one of the main characters. Yeah. And they go back to, when was that? It was around the Atomic Bomb era. Uh Uh-huh. And he meets his grandma and his grandpa. (laughs) His grandpa gets killed, and so he thinks he's going to disappear because his grandpa's gone. But he's still there, and he can't figure out why. Then you jump ahead in the episode, and he's slept with his grandmother. Oh, God. So the reason he's still around is right. he is his own grandpa.
1: <laughs> that's right. That's insane. <laughs> um, yeah, I would hope that wouldn't be the case. If we're traveling through time for pleasure, it's to enjoy. That'd be well, weird. Share pleasure, so that's Dude, what can, I was- Can you imagine, though, if that is the case, like time vacations – that brings a whole new meaning to timeshare.
0: Oh, it really does. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good note to end it on.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, it was a great <laughs> episode. I really enjoyed this. If I could go back in time and do it all over again, I would.
0: I wouldn't change a thing. I'd keep it exactly the same.
1: Exactly. I'd probably tell ourselves how awesome we are um, and oh, build us up, yeah. really get us going.
0: You have to. I mean, we need all the confidence we can get. And uh, I want everybody to just make sure you stay tuned. Uh, Look at us on our Facebook page. It's History Creeps on Facebook. Uh, We're going to be posting stuff on there, obviously, about this and other things. And uh, we already know what our next episode is going to be about. So stay tuned for what that is. It's really, really going to get you in the mood for Halloween, I believe.
1: Definitely. I agree. Um, One other thing I want to mention is I did say we were going to start putting up where we get our our info, um, our sources, and we didn't do that for the first episode. So I'm going to go back and try to get all the stuff that I used for source source material and I'm going to go post it up under our last episode. And then when this one goes up, I'm going to try to pull up a lot of the source material as well. So listeners can go back and kind of peruse over the information that we used to look over the stuff and, and form their own opinions or investigate further for themselves.
0: That's a very good idea because I was asked about history creeps from people who know me and they know how I am. So they assume that we was just a show where we were making things up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're like, so you're making up history, right? It's like yeah. drunk history. No,
0: no, it's this. No, don't get me wrong. I'll go on tangents that may or may not be real. But most yeah. of the stuff we say we get from somewhere. Yeah. It
1: doesn't mean the, the sources we get are factual. We're just telling you we got it from somewhere else.
0: And I do my best to stay away from Wikipedia as much as possible.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah. Wikipedia. Anyone can write that. Uh, but seriously, I, I thought it was a cool episode. Um, time travel has always been interesting to me, so I'm glad we covered it in this one. And I can't wait to get to the next one because I think our listeners are going to really get into it. It's going to be awesome.
0: I've already started watching documentaries on it, so we're going to oh. be good to go.
1: I've actually visited spots there, so that's going to be cool as well. Oh, that's a good teaser. Oh, you like that, right? I did. All right. I can't, John. Wait, I
0: can't wait to hear about your experiences all right. Well that's all I got, what about you?
1: I'm good to go, I will see you guys next time Hope you enjoyed the show, listen for our trailer next week You'll know what's going on
0: My calculations are correct When this baby Hits 88 miles per hour You're gonna see some serious shit